Hi, welcome to One Tough Podcast. Today, it's with very heavy heart with the last two things that happened in this city. We lost two of New York City's finest, Officer Jason Rivera and Officer Wilbert Mora. Now, what happened with them is they responded on a domestic violence call, and they thought they were going into an apartment with no kind of violence. And these are the scariest and worst calls that I remember being a cop and a detective. You don't know what you're walking in. You don't know how high the emotions are and what's happened before, what transpired before you arrived. These two officers now faced a man that came out with a drum with 40 rounds in it, 10 rounds in his gun, and he proceeded to open up fire, shooting these officers and killing them. The first officer died right away. Officer Jason Rivera, he died right away. And then Officer Wilbert Mora survived longer. He was on life support, but they decided to give his organs up and he had his organs transplanted at him. So other people, other people would live with what he gave. And this is just the epitome of two, one tough cop, hero, New York City police officers. And it's real heavy heart that we're doing this podcast today. And again, this is what the New York City Police Department officers face every single day. And then you have all these bleeding heart liberals are worrying about the criminal element. You actually had a council person comes out and says in the same breath, our deepest sor sorrow for these two officers that were killed, but also to the family of the person that killed him. I can't understand how you could put that in the same breath. This man, we're just lucky. We're very lucky that we didn't have three New York City cops killed down with that firepower that was being brought out against these officers. And then they found, after a search warrant, he had an AR-15 with a full clip under his bed. This man could have killed maybe a dozen cops. We're very lucky that it was only two, but those two... One twenty-two years old, one twenty-six, that only wanted to do the best thing and protect the people of New York City. My heart goes out to the family and to these officers. We all have to pray for their family and pray for these officers. So since this occurred, uh, something happened. Last week we were talking about our district attorney, our district attorney, yeah, our district attorney, Alvin Bragg. Now he came out with a 20 page, I say it was a list of moron ideas about him not prosecuting cases. And what happened was people started to read it and say, what? And I believe the wave has now taken over, especially after two of our New York finest were gunned down. People are outraged. People in the community are outraged. When you talk to people in the community, even Alvin Bragg's family, who comes from Harlem, he's worried about guns. He's worried about shootings. Well, Mr. Bragg, you're worrying about stray bullets hitting people. It's in your neighborhood. And if we don't get these people shooting people, firing guns, your family could be the victim of this. So we have to band together. Whatever you believe as far as a transparency of what we should be doing with criminals, that's one thing. But the reality is when you have violent criminals, when you have mad dogs, what do you do? You let them keep biting people or you incarcerate them. You stop them from biting people. Now I have some interesting facts and you're going to hear it on my podcast. So two days ago, 
a friend of mine, Richard Aborn. He was a district attorney in Manhattan County. He heads up the Citizens Crime Commission for New York City. He had put me on one of his Zoom calls. Guess who they were Zoom calling? They were Zoom calling DA Alvin Bragg. And I told him I want to be on this call because I want to rip him another ass. Can I say that? Yeah, I'll say it. That was my intentions. But in reality, what it was all about was listening to Richard Aborn talk to him, questioning him about what he's going to do with all these crimes. And the fact of the matter is, he did a 180. Alvin Bragg, before anybody could question about the, the, these new policies, policies he wants to implement, he said, I'm sorry, that should have never been released, and I own it. Quote, unquote, I own it and I was wrong. That is not what I'm going to be doing. He actually stated that if you commit a robbery, whether you have a gun, knife, baseball bat or whatever, you will be prosecuted as far as it goes with a felony arrest. You will be prosecuted for a felony robbery. That's what the New York State penal law says. You have a weapon, you commit robbery, it's robbery. It'll be prosecuted as a felony, not downgraded to a misdemeanor that he originally said, and with a DAT, desk appearance ticket. As far as resisting arrest, in his original thing, he said that they will not prosecute resisting arrest. He said, we will be prosecuting resisting arrest. Again, I really believe the pressure must have came to uh, DA Bragg, and he has to realize, and I really plead to him. Your kids live in Harlem. You live in Harlem. The people of Harlem and all over the city are the victims of these little punk gangbangers and people with guns. So I think you're understanding who the victims are. And if you asked everybody in our minority communities if they want to cut back on police, no, I don't believe they want to cut back. I think they want more police. I think they want to have a safer environment. Hey, we're going to come into the summer. I want to be able to sit on a porch and and have a drink or something and say hello to people without worrying about getting shot in my head. And the people in New York deserve to live in a safe environment. And then we talk about crime. Crime is on the soaring. Across this country, we know one thing, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, even the little town of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is up to 21 murders for the month of January. This is some system across this country. In LA, we had six shot dead. This is now a cancer that's attacking every major city. Right now, Eric Adams, I talked to him many times. I said to him, this is a war, Eric. We need a hero. And Eric, you could be the hero. You could show all these other cities across this country what you're going to do to combat the crime that is soaring all over this country. New York City is the capital of the world, not of the of, of this country, of the world. Everyone looks upon New York City. And the way New York City turns this crime pattern around, people are going to try to cop it. They're going to copy it. They're going to try to reverse the crime sequence that's happening as a pattern across this great country. Look at Chicago. Look at Philadelphia. Look at what's going on with these murders over and over, shootings. And now, for some reason, because of the advent of what happened with the, uh, with the killing of, uh, of the killing in Milwaukee, with, hold that. What was the name of that guy? George Floyd. Yeah, okay. Back up. Back up. Now, 
with the advent of the killing of George Floyd, all of a sudden it became a well-being thing as far as everyone adapted that. And Black Lives Matter now all of a sudden has adapted that to be their call to arms where they're able to riot, burn buildings, burn businesses, assault police officers, rob people with a, a complete immunity. And that's what happened during the summers. And get me, don't get me wrong, this happened and people were victimized all over our great cities and it was accepted. They were not prosecuted, these criminals. And this is the wave that came about. So right now we're on a right direction in New York City. Eric Adams understands we have to go and we have to deal with the criminal element. I really believe that the New York State Assembly and the New York State Senate are going to reconvene and re-look at this bail reform law. I say bail reform's good. I mean, you shouldn't have people sitting in jail who can't make bail on little minor crimes, misdemeanors. But when you have violent felons, you've got to incarcerate them. You've got to put them away. You've got to give them jail time. Everyone's worrying about the criminal element. What about the population that is walking around scared stiff. Yeah, crime is down in the subway. Nobody's taking the damn subway. That's why crime's down. And again, I'm so happy that I'm able to have this podcast every week to talk to the people of this great city and great country. We have to now reverse it. It's a war. It's a war right now. And the war is against crime and against the uh, experience of lifelong criminals. Right now, we shouldn't be worrying about the lifelong criminals, what they're feeling, what they're not feeling. I'm worrying about the community, people who are the uh, people who are suffering. When you take the office of district attorney, Mr. Bragg, which you did, you have to protect the community, the people of New York City. These are the people that you have to protect. You should not be worrying about protecting a criminal element. Again, I thank you, Mr. Bragg, for doing a 180. I'd love to sit down with you, talk to you, and, and have an open forum with you, which I plan on doing in the near future. My recommendation, again, is stand fast on these career criminals. Worry about the community people. Worry about the victims. The victims are the people that you've been put into office to protect. You didn't get put into office to protect criminals. Whatever your values, whatever you say, I agree with you. You were the victim. You had guns pulled on you by three by cops, three by criminals. But the three criminals are the ones I worry more about. The fact that these criminals are now brazen against law enforcement. They're brazen against people who are committing crimes and they know they're going to have no bail and they're going to be released. So ADA Bragg, thank you for turning around your vision of not prosecuting these criminals and let's band together and let's do what we have to do and get these violent felons off the street. Rikers Island is a place that is not so bad. It's not so bad in the idea of taking real hardened criminals and incarcerating real violent criminals. But the fact of the matter is we have to be able to fix it up, support the correction officers, even support the criminals. I don't want abuse on any criminals, but I also don't want abuse on my correction officers. As far as it goes right now, we could fix it up, clean it up, make Rikers Island a little bit 
more livable for the criminals and a little bit more livable for the correction officers. It's very important that we have this in place. As far as, uh, again, with ADA Bragg, we have now, and I'll repeat it again, he's done a 180. Since I spoke to you last week, he's done a 180 as far as coming back with his uh, his 20-page, uh, 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 what, what do we call it? His 20-page demand letter to the people of New York. It's come back. He will be prosecuting robberies. When you commit a robbery, whether you have a bat or a gun again, a knife, you will be prosecuted as a felony. It's not going to be a misdemeanor. You resist arrest with a police officer, you will be prosecuted. And I'm happy that D.A. Bragg has reversed his initial decision. Again, today we're coming here with heavy heart with the loss of our two New York City police officers. And again, I urge all the people, St. Patrick's Cathedral tomorrow, and the funeral will be on Thursday. And next week, it'll be, it will be Tuesday and Wednesday for police officer Moore. I, I plead People in New York City, turn out, show your support of the New York City Police Department. Show your report, show your support of the people who defend you. Please, let's all show up. Let's have a half a million people show up at these funerals. Show New York that you're behind these police officers. And I'm going to make it a short, a short podcast today because I really said everything I want to say. And I have a heavy heart because I've been at, retired 38 years for the police department. But every time a cop gets killed, it's like I lose a family member. And my heart and my soul go out to these family of police officer Wilbert Mora and also police officer Jason Rivera. We'll be back next week. This is a short one, but I think I said what I had to say. And I want to God bless everybody in this city. Show New York City, show this country that you're going to back the men in blue, men and women in blue, and you're going to support who battles crime every single day on the New York City Police Department. God bless everybody. We'll see you next week. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.